0: Hi, you're listening to the Rosenfeld Review. I'm Lou Rosenfeld, your host. I am thrilled to have two old friends with me today, Lada Gorlenko and Kit Unger, who are two of the folks curating, two main folks curating this year's Design and Scale Conference, which is coming up. Uh, it's going to be virtual uh, June 8th through 10th. And um, we wanted to, to a very quick podcast and get it out right now, because we're just opening up the call for presentation proposals, our CFP. And um, these are the folks that are gonna be reviewing uh, uh, the uh, proposals that you might wanna submit. And um, we want you to hear a little bit about this conference and uh, about what types of things Kit and Lada are looking for. And I think you're gonna find the, the theme this year pretty interesting. So let me first briefly introduce Kit and Lada. Kit is Senior VP of Design at Mural. And Lada is the Senior Director of Research at Mural. Uh, I've known them certainly longer than they've been at Mural. It seems like you know, half the really smart people I know are heading to Mural these days, so it's not surprising. But I've been working with Lotta uh, for, uh, on this conference, I think, since what of 2017? 15, yeah, 17. Well, you were a speaker in 2015 and 2016 and Kit for at least a couple of years now, right? And I think yeah. you've been, uh, certainly connected to the event in different ways all along. So, um, so you two, what do you have in mind for design at scale? Uh, which, by the way, folks may remember uh, in the past having a different name, uh, Enterprise Experience, and before that, Enterprise UX. So we're, we're, what's going to be a little different uh, as we put together the program this year?
1: I think this year, we well, well last year, we renamed the conference to and started calling Design and Scale. And I think this year's theme is very apt and very fitting, the new dis- name, at scale what we have in mind for this year is we call the conference shift happens and the what, wait wait wait
0: how do you uh, did you just say what i thought you said
1: i used to work at s-i-f-t
0: oh there's an f in there it's an f word okay got it
1: it's an f word we used to work at smart which also happened so there's lots of things happening now this particular year we saw that what we would like to share and what we would like to learn from our audiences is unprecedented change at scale of the last couple of years where so many things went so differently. And the overarching theme of this year's conference is that change at scale and what have we learned in the last two years that will allow us not to go back to normal, but go forward to normal.
0: So would it be fair to say that you're looking at this point as like a, a moment, a pivot point to, to sort of like take stock of the this last two years, which has been like obviously horrible in so many ways, but there's been some interesting things happening. There's been acceleration of things that were already going to happen or already underway. Mm-hmm. Taking stock of those things and maybe sort of putting them together in a way that we can all use in the, in the years ahead.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, and and you you're talking about acceleration um of work, right? So in 2020 the the pandemic accelerated the future of work and collaboration and um and it certainly accelerated Mural's growth, right? So when I joined um Mural just a little over a year ago, the design team was around 10 people and we're now over 70 people. I mean, that's hyper growth to the extreme, right? Um and then, but but you know, one of the questions um, that were that's in the call for uh, proposals is, you know, what have you learned in the last two years that changed how you face the future? And you know, prior to the pandemic, I was one of those people that felt like everyone on the team had to be co-located for the most part, right? And but but once the pandemic happened, we were all forced to work remotely. Um, I saw many benefits. You know, the pandemic sucks period, no doubt about it, but there's been positive outcomes in how we work because of being forced to work remotely. And, and so that's one of the, um, one of the things we, we might be looking for, you know, how, what were what's, what are the positive outcomes and how have you, what have you learned and, and how can people work better?
0: So there's, okay. So definitely getting people's lessons, stories, even case studies on uh, how remote work has changed, how we work, does that pertain as well to things like uh, how we design teams, how we hire for hybrid teams, uh, what how we keep them, you know what the care and feeding is of our our people, things along those lines?
1: Absolutely. I think it's going to affect and it has affected a lot everything from Hiring and onboarding. Uh, both of us, uh, especially me me when we I joined Mural, there wasn't a research team. So the team I've been hiring in the last year, they're all brand new people, and I've never met them in person. So how do we do that? That also different processes is how we work, because different team composition, different team dynamic, different team structure ultimately lead to different processes. And we're starting Explore because Say, for example, in the last couple of years, a lot of people feel uh, depressed and worried and anxiety. What can we do to change the way we work, not just work from home, but, for example, what can we do to change the team dynamic, team composition, how people work? We're exploring um, uh, partnering designers so that we can work multiple people on the same problem rather than each of them having their own area of ownership. Right. So similar in research, how do we uh, talk to our customers, how do we observe our customers that we're no longer can go on field trips and so on and so forth. And I think why why now the question why this year, not last year and not n- next year? Because I think the two-year mark is a really good time for us where we're no longer in the middle of the new things, new pandemic, new way of working. And and we can reflect on what's happened. Yet we're still on the tail of it. So we're not too remote from the thing happening. And that's why the, this year, I think it's, it's a perfect right time to talk about that. And to I want to encourage everyone who is listening and considering submitting. We are not looking for success stories only. That's That's the main thing. No gloss. If you've tried something that didn't work, Please submit. Please talk about it. We wanted to be an honest, authentic conversations about things that didn't work, as much as things that worked. And sometimes, based on the conference last year and feedback we got, the presentations they highlighted things that didn't work. So, it failed attempts were some of the most successful talks we had. Okay, so what do you think?
0: So yeah. failures, 100%. yeah, um, failures that lead to lessons. And I mean, I, I think it would be really hard for anyone to, to claim they <laughs> haven't been learning from failures these last few years. Okay, so the, the two of you are really looking at this or, or so far talking from the, your perspectives as, as people who run an organization, a pretty substantial organization, certainly one that's growing quickly. And there's a lot of great lessons from there. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if you are seeing in your work in, uh independent contributors uh, people who are actually doing design and research in the trenches are they also coming up with some of these hard uh, fought for lessons and are those lessons welcome on this program?
2: Definitely, absolutely right and and you know both sides of the problem, right thinking about um you know lotta's point about things that that we're trying that you know, don't work and things that we're trying that do work right so um uh there's so many issues right like uh, working remotely there's time zone issues have been a problem but you know one of the things to think about like success stories Um, we're coming up with ways to make that work better. So for example, you know, we adjust our schedules, we use loom, uh, we're getting better at asynchronous ways of working when we can. So hearing other success stories like that would be awesome. Um, um, but then you know, Lada was talking about kind of the loneliness issue, and it's a it's a real problem for some people. You know, we can't bond over lunch the way we used to before the pandemic. I can't hug someone when they need a hug, right? And I can't get a hug when I need one. Um, um this is sad, but I, I'm just thinking about this. You know, my sister passed away right before the pandemic started, and the hugs from people at work really helped, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so when I see people suffering on my team, it, it's rough. And so, you know, hearing stories about like how do you how do you deal with that? How do you um create that human connection?
0: Well, you know? um, go ahead, Lara
1: I think that you use the word leaders describing us and I think that now and in the last 2 years More and more leaders are people who listen more and talk less. I get a lot of cues from my team, right? And we've done lots of experiments in my previous team at Smartsheet and my new team at Mural on how we work, different process, different tries. Most of the cues I get from my team is what do they think will work for them? How do they think we should do? And I think especially now that we remote so many ICs, feel invisible Mm -hmm. and listening to them first and tapping into their wisdom. And I think us as leaders is our job is to mix those ingredients, to find them, right? To put them together to to harvest that 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 wisdom and try experiment and support is more than ever this is this is our job as leaders, not to come up with something but to get the cues and clues from from our teams. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Lada as someone who's specifically, you know, working with researchers and and is a researcher, are you finding um, that the act of doing research has, has been radically affected? Are there a lot of lessons that are coming out of there that will continue on once we do go back in person?
1: Not the act of doing research, because I've been working, testing remotely and using remote participants for, for a long, long time. But what research is, we are redefining what research is. And in we're going away from having a traditional research practice where researchers do research to having a research coaching practice where we will end up with a number of research coaches or research advisors. are professional researchers but they don't necessarily do research. They support designers and PMs and engineers in teaching, training, coaching and supporting them to do research. And part of that is also that all remote new way of working because we increasingly feel isolated every day. So if engineers write code, designers design researchers research, we're adding to silence. By flipping the research practice to research coaching practice, we are bringing people together in one place, in one virtual room saying, yes, you do it. Okay, we are here to support you. I talked to one of my design directors this morning and we came up with a metaphor of the fresh egg, uh, the fresh egg um, metaphor kind of thing. Remember when in the 60s, uh, the baking mixes became a thing and housewives started using baking mix instead of baking from scratch. So every cake mixture requires you to add an egg. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they did focus groups, they did research back then, and they discovered that if housewives only add water, psychologically they are not baking. But if they crack an egg and add a fresh egg into mixture, they're baking. Right. So that's kind of kind of research we do. We, we're helping, we're preparing for everything. And our designers and PMs need to crack an egg mm-hmm. and bake a research cake. Right. And that changes the dynamic and that changes how they perceive ownership and how uh, we perceive the team dynamic and how it all changes and how the whole support and would be isolation
0: mm-hmm.
1: become teams work because we are breaking boundaries of our own discipline and
2: it's going remarkably well too like so that so that's a huge success story of of um something we wouldn't want to go back to the way things were right you, you know there's there are things that have to be done when scaling a design team regardless of whether you're working remotely or not and um um you know empowering teams and 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 having them and operationalizing. Um, quality and usability and scaling research um, is is an example of how we're we're optimizing how we work, right? Um, One last thought on that, while we're on that topic is often, and it's true at Mural too, you know, when we're building the team, we're hiring generalists, we're hiring designers who can, um, you know, lead a human-centered process. At a certain point, now for us you, you need to start adding the, those specialist roles to to help optimize um operations right and so what mm-hmm. lada's describing is is uh just hugely successful you know we're adding um, motion designers we're we're adding visual designers um and all of that is helping scale quality
0: yeah i um, uh, it's great to hear that it's it's very um you know, it it makes me very hopeful, and like you know that, that this new normal, or everyone want to call it, is really going to be better in so many ways. We're going to have someday, hopefully not too far off, we'll have a mix of both in person and and uh, remote practices that really are more powerful together than anything we've had in the past. That said, if you're listening at home um, and you're thinking about pitching a talk for Design at Scale 2022, I I, I hope like well, I fully expect you to cite. Betty Procker in your, uh, in your I mean, there's, there's got to be someone who's going to pick up on that and who's listening and we're going to see a Betty Procker talk uh, come June. Um, one more thing, you mentioned a little earlier how um, you're all using tools like Loom. And in fact, you've kind of radically improved the way the Rosenfeld Media Conference program curation is going in terms of preparation of speakers. Those of you listening, you may not realize that when, you, when people speak at one of our conferences, they, they do two or three months of preparation in speaker cohorts with people like Lada and Kit, as well as a speaker coach helping them. And they help each other. They really work in cohorts. One of the difficult things is um, doing that in uh, across time zones with groups five, six, seven speakers. And uh, as you can imagine, but uh, Lada and Kit have been um, using Loom as a way for us to manage in a more asynchronous way, uh, rehearsals and commenting on rehearsals. Loom is a video tool that among other things helps people annotate directly to video. Uh, It's been fascinating. I bring it up as a last point, because I'm wondering if any kind of focus on tooling is also something that's welcomed Cover, You know, the tools are changing very quickly. You work at a company that's a tooling company, obviously. So you're, you know, you're certainly in tune with this, but is that another aspect besides helping people connect and and not be so lonely? Are they all, is it also about using tools and inventing new ways?
2: Definitely. Right. Like this, being forced to work remotely it's forced us to think about all of those things and and how to optimize efficiency and you know take mural for example it's a visual collaboration tool um which is you know visual collaboration is essential for remote teams but knowing how to use any tool isn't enough right so you know in our case we need everyone in the product design org to be expert at facilitating the right methods at the right time for the right outcomes so concrete examples on how you're using the tools and what new tools you're using, it would be super helpful.
0: Excellent. Well, um, lots to chew on here. Lots to think about in terms of what we've learned in the last two years. Lots to think about in terms of, um, you know, not only the painful lessons, but the the good things. Uh, They're all good things. They're all lessons that we're going to use in in the years forward and how they're going to uh be squared with some of the practices that we had pre-covid when we couldn't meet in person Uh, i'm looking forward to taking this point uh to learn with you and and the people who present that you work with that you select uh to see what kind of you know what what is design going to look like basically in the coming years and how it's going to change and i think design at scale is going to be a great place, a great pivot point among many i would imagine where people are going to be coming together and, and figuring that out so just a reminder uh, this is uh, this conference is taking place June 8th through 10th it will be virtual only uh, maybe a year from now it might be different but uh, that's where we are in June of uh, 2022 and uh, you're hearing from Kit Unger and Gorlenko, both at mural and two of our curation team we're going to be reviewing all the proposals and uh, putting them together in a program and then working with speakers directly. And if, after hearing from these two folks, if you don't think it's going to be uh, something you want to do, I don't know. Cause uh, I'd love to work with the two of you and pre- prep a talk, maybe one of these days. Anyway, thank you both. And uh, those listening at home uh, we will make sure the link to the CFP is part of the podcast description. Thanks a lot of thanks kit.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Super excited to see everybody's ideas.
0: So are we. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Rosenfeld Review brought to you by Rosenfeld Media. If you like our show, please subscribe and review it on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. I'd love it if you tell a friend to have a listen and check out our website for over 100 podcasts with other interesting people. You'll find them all at RosenfeldReview.com.